Hello, friends, and welcome to the Optimized Advisor Podcast, where we focus on optimizing the well-being and best practices of insurance and financial professionals today. On this show, our objective is to help you optimize your life, optimize your profession, and learn from other optimized advisors. I'm your host, Scott Heinela. We hope you enjoy the show. Hello, you two. Uh, good Welcome morning. Good afternoon, the, I mean. Good afternoon, yes. Welcome to the Optimized Advisor, our studio. Uh, this is really this cool. This is really cool. I'm uh, impressed. So <laughs> I'll introduce both of you. Let's do this properly. We're just coming from an event, actually, in Costa Mesa, where we had a room full of advisors. Yep. And it was fantastic. Thank you. Talking about a very timely but ever-changing fluid conversation as it relates to potential legislation. So thank you for taking the day with us. Uh, it was a pleasure. Great food, too. It was good food. <laughs> what a nice yeah. restaurant. Enlightening. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. A lot of fun. Educated and informed, right? Yes. Yep. Which is what we're here today to do as well. Yep. So Jeff Henley, uh, longtime advisor with uh, Producers Choice, yours mm-hmm. truly. Uh, thank you for your trusted partnership over the years. About 20 years. It's About been great. 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. Started with Blair and Dwight 20 years ago. Amazing story. I'm sure you have a dozen, if not... Multiple dozen stories. Yeah, but of most the past. of them are not going on this podcast. <laughs> Correct. We're keeping it G rated. Yeah. Or PG at least. Yeah. Okay, we'll stay there. So you are a personal uh, financial planner and insurance planning expert. You're a CEO and co founder and lead instructor of Advanced Planning Educational Group. We'll get mm-hmm. into that a little bit, but also the name of your financial planning firm is Platinum Wealth Management. Yes, thank yep. you. And Ruth Raftery is a licensed attorney and certified public accountant with over 20 years of experience working in New York City in various roles, including public accounting, product development, business development, and wealth management. Yes. That's a mouthful. (laughs) You are the Swiss army knife of taxes and estate planning. I've seen taxes and estate planning from so many different vantage points. It's kind of crazy. Sincerely, this is my privilege. I'm fortunate to have you both here so that we can hopefully enlighten some of our audience on some of the things we want to unpack and talk about today. Cool. Um, you had a joke. <laughs> oh, gosh. Or do we want to hold off on that? No, well, it's, it's, it's kind of silly, but, you know. You are a jokester. We'll keep, again, we're keeping it clean, but I feel a great way to break the right. ice. So, anyway, first of all, I, did, I tried a little stand-up comedy when I was an undergrad. Didn't go very far, so, you know, my fallback was being a financial planner. But I remember uh, this joke that my son told me. My son's following my footsteps, which is really cool. <laughs> uh, not good for his, his, his school, you know, his education, because I'm sure he's doing this at school. But, you know, here's a joke is, you know, visiting with your doctor, and you say, you know, doctor says, hey, you got a little bit of weight problem. Well, I've got a lot of weight problem. And I, I respond and say, you know, doc, the problem is obesity runs in my family. His response is no. Nobody runs in your family. Right. <laughs> we'll have many more of those. Yes. Right? Um, so, Jeff, you and I had a conversation virtually, mm-hmm. which was actually our episode number thirty-four, where yep. we talked predominantly about you, know, you as an advisor, your journey in in establishing your practice, and yep. kind of where you're at today, and what the firm looks like uh, now and into the future. So for those who haven't or who would like to after this, certainly tune into episode 34. Ruth, you and I, if I, Danielle, am I correct? And that was our last released episode, yes. which was episode 38. Yes. And we honed in on a little bit about, you know, your journey and the professional career and your past, but also uh, some timely 
potential tax. We touched on a few things tax related. Yes, we did. We didn't want to dive too deep into that. It's an area that's changing kind of by the day at this point. So it's hard to it's hard to dive too deep right now because uh, what we talk about today might be dated by tomorrow. <laughs> I know. And to your credit, you were you were tempered in what you were willing to divulge. <laughs> Uh, intelligent, good on you, as they say down under. Yep. So APEG, what is APEG? I want to hear it from both of you. And I think in fairness, the the lens at which you both came to be is was obviously a little bit different. Yep, it was. Um, APEG, is, well, it's an acronym, stands for Advanced Planning Educational Group. And APEG was born out of the idea of how do we help the industry pivot from advice to true comprehensive financial planning? How do we look at that comprehensive nature? And what we were fortunate enough to do when we came back with the journey of APEG was I had, I, I fortunately was uh, able to meet Ruth at a conference, a national state planning conference. And uh, the reason we met is because we are both tardy to everything in life. But so it's amazing <laughs> we're actually here on time with you, but we're both tardy to everything in life. And we got put at the kids' table at a group project, which was the last table to be seated, basically. Like, all the misfits were put at this table. Now, when was that? <laughs> uh, I want to say 2014 or 2015. Okay. So, right around there. Yeah. So yeah. it was quite a, quite a while back. And uh, we got put at the kids' table. And she was with an accounting firm. Um, and she was doing um, – with the accounting firm, they were exploring setting up a financial arm. Mm -hmm. And so she'd call me with a question after the conference. Hey, I got a question. I want to bounce it off you. I got a question. I want to bounce it off you. And then finally, she was she was kind enough to get me an opportunity to do a little bit of consulting with the accounting firm to look at their options. Should I go RIA? Should I go BD? Mm. What are the strengths and weaknesses? And so I got a chance to get out to New York City, and it was really cool. And you know, her idea of going to work is walking down 34th Street in front of the Empire State Building, and she just got her briefcase done. Right. <laughs> so cool, <Yeah. laughs> you know. I'm a boy from Detroit. I mean, right, right. I'm just like that. Is, this is cool. Um, but anyway. We, we, we had an opportunity to look consulting there. We collaborated on some client matters over the years, and um, we had a chance to lecture for some uh, organizations. And, uh, she would take it from the tax angle. I'd take it from the financial. And we realized that was a good fit. Mm -hmm. So APEG formed around the idea of having this great fit of bringing together the accounting, the estate planning elements with the insurance, the financial, and the income planning. How mm -hmm. do we mesh those together? Yeah. And no one discipline can no one discipline can contribute enough to make it valuable. You need to bring this together, and so APEG was was born basically at a producer's choice event. Yeah, um, I was invited to speak um, at a, a at a golf outing, the educational portion, right before I was going to go out and have a great time golfing, and uh, it was it was a great opportunity. And um, as a matter of fact, it, uh, we were approached by Blair mm -hmm. uh, and and. Founder, Dwight. founder, yeah. co-founder of Producers Choice. Along with Dwight, and they said, you know, hey, you know, can you do more? And so I reached out to Ruth, and I said, hey, this is an opportunity. You're like, yeah, I love talking. I do love talking. <laughs> I, I, you can't shut me up. But I said, you know, I called up Ruth, and I said, hey, you want to you get involved? And so we, we looked together and said, what is the industry short on? So what is APEC? APEC was an organization that was set up to support comprehensive financial planning. And we looked over and said, what we want to do is we want to make sure that we educate Educate is generally a one-time thing. We educate our kids. They get done with school, but they don't go back to the fifth grade. Yeah. They're done. And then we say, how do we educate and then continually inform? And then we found that some advisors didn't have repeatable processes, and we supported that by bringing forward the repeatable process we do at my financial firm for comprehensive planning. Right. 
And all of this was brought together from both the financial planning perspective and, and in the case uh, of – I was fortunate enough to find a partner in the accounting world that actually was pleasant to financial people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and I brought Ruth in and we went ahead and we were able to put together all the content around both the legal, the accounting elements, coupled with everything we know in the financial services. Yeah. Well, like-minded and like-minded students. But your um, – Ruth, your perspective of uh, – I would say it was refreshing – when you you learned about Jeff and his practice, and f- from a consumer standpoint, so eliminating the 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 professional perspective of you being a CPA, an attorney, licensed attorney, but more of because uh, your story of the way that they embraced holistic financial planning and integrated maybe insurance planning and uh, trust planning and things like that was pretty different than what you had experienced. Uh, yes, totally. So most of the people that I met in the have met over my career in the financial world are either investment focused or insurance focused, and there's not a whole lot of holistic, you know, true holistic planners um, that that I've encountered. And you know, that's both from a business development perspective and knowing a lot of advisors, and from you know the accountant perspective and sitting across from clients and and really from, like you said, from my own personal perspective is, you know, I know I've got all these things in my life that somehow are tied together, but no one's out there tying them together for me, right? right? If I have to do that myself, I'm never going to get around to it. (laughs) You know, to put all the elements of a comprehensive plan together for most individuals, doesn't matter how much education you have. It doesn't, it's daunting and it's overwhelming and you don't even know what you don't know. So when I heard Jeff's approach to planning and his process, I I was like, that's really unique. That's something that I have never seen in my professional career. Um, And kind of, you know, one thing led to another in terms of, you know, well, let me pick this apart. Let me, I'm I'm a lifelong learner. And one of the things that we always talk about with APEG is we tend to attract lifelong learners to our group Mm -hmm. because I'm always learning. I'm always looking for the the next interesting thing. I'm always trying to dig deeper into things. So, you know, that's kind of part of how APEG started was just let's let's kind of keep talking. And and the more, you know, you can talk to people that are like-minded and say, hey, what about this? Or what about that? Or we could do this. That would be really exciting. How much of your interest in this was driven of you as a consumer, as a potential client to mm-hmm. financial advisors versus looking at it f- truly from the lens of, you know, CPA or, you know, attorney? Um, it's, it's sometimes it's hard for me to separate those two, right? Because, you know, yeah, that's you're the you whole are. person. I'm yeah. my, my life and my work life just blend together. So right. it's hard to say how much of it is from which lens I see it from. But I think that there's... Can I get a specific percentage from you? <laughs> I'm 50, just kidding. 50, I'm 50. totally kidding. 50-50. Okay. Sort of. Damn. I have too you much. You got me. You know, you get too much information, so it's hard to say. If, 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 I was, if I was a regular consumer, I wouldn't, a lot of this would not hit my radar screen. Right. Honestly, I wouldn't have recognized the, the differences because that's the problem, right? Most consumers have no idea. They hear financial planner, financial advisor, wealth advisor, all the terms that are used in the industry, they have no way to evaluate who's different, who does what. They just don't know. So, you know, I I think having the knowledge that I have from my CPA law world, I kind of get it a lot more than normal consumers. Yeah. Do you have, do you all have a big, bold goal as it relates to APEG? Like what, 
What's the ultimate level of achievement here? Well, I think uh, I think we got the same answer, but we'll find out. Um, it, we'll, the the real goal is we were, Ruth. Will you step out of the room for a minute? Yeah, <laughs> and then we'll come back and in and test. Yeah, I, I saw this on TV before. Oh, that was a game show, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yes. that's what came to mind as yeah. soon as you said yeah. that. Yeah, so well, it's a newlywed answer, show. Yeah, it's a newlywed game. Yeah. <laughs> so um, what I see is our industry is aging. Uh, whether you're talking the insurance side of it, the AUM, the average age is 61, 62. Yeah. It's predominantly a white male, 61, 62. That's who we are. But that's not indicative of who the population of the United States is. Right. And so our goal is to help to be part of the rebirth of the industry. Yeah. We want it to be more balanced between the genders, between all the different ethnicities. We want to be respectful of how we're dealing today with the different communities and how we could say something one way to one group and it could be taken a different way by another group. Right. We want to be part of that rebirth, that regenesis. And it, it kind of goes to the why did I do this in the first place anyway? And, and that is how do we make the industry better than it was in the past? What do we need to do to make it stronger and better? How do we help families? And, and what we, we, this is, comes from a multi-purpose. We're, we're trying to make things better as a new industry, we want to re- re- rebirth the industry. We want to help the new people entering this industry start off with a clean slate. The second thing we want to do is we we want to do it right, and we have to. In the past, financial planning, in some cases, was a luxury. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you look at our parents' generation, and we're similar in age, we're all similar in age here. Our parents' generation was blessed with Social Security and pension benefits that more than likely would really satisfy their needs. They didn't. They had their savings. We know it's part of the three-legged stool. They had their savings. But that was kind of for trips, and that was for fun. Yeah. And if a mistake was made, it didn't change things. Yeah. They predominantly worked for the same company for 30 years, paid off their home. It was very templated. It, it, it was, it was, they lived in modest homes. They didn't go all out. And what happened was- Boomers are not the case. Yes. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. No, the, I, I look over, and my, I think of my dad as the ultimate. He was pre-boomer, and he'd walk into my house and goes- up at the ceiling, two and a half stories up. I said, How are you going to paint that? You know, <laughs> and you know, he, they, I grew up in a small ranch house, and it was just, you know, it was a good family home. But that's what they did. Yeah. But now we got this new generation, and this new generation was the boomers, the millennials, or the X. Gen Sears. Right. All those gens in between have a, have one common thread, and that is they've got a lot harder road for retirement. Right. They've got a lot. They've they've got to discipline themselves. There's a lot of behavioral problems. They don't realize because they were so comfortable seeing mom or dad or potentially grandma or grandpa having a very comfortable retirement. It's just what people do, mm-hmm. and so they're not setting the resources. So I believe that we need to one, help the industry be reborn. To two, satisfy the new consumer and their real needs for yeah. financial planning. That's a great point. On a very basic consumer level, you just think about how challenging pretty much any transaction was let's say in the 70s or the 80s. So take, for example, uh, getting a movie. Oh, yeah. I could not click the button in five seconds and either rent or buy a movie. You can today. We had to get on our bike mm-hmm. or walk to Blockbuster or uh, you know one of the rental places, physically get the, the DVD or the, or the tape cassette, <laughs> right? And the next day, it had better be returned. Rewound. Otherwise, you're in big trouble. Rewound. Rewound. <laughs> yes, or it's 50 cents. It's a very small <laughs> example of how the world <laughs> was so much less efficient from a transactional standpoint. So you think about just the word discipline and mindset, extremely it's, challenging. It, we have everything at our fingertips now. 
before I'm going to date myself even further. I was in a world before Blockbuster. Yeah, I know. I was going to say, I was yeah. like, we got to, we got to, you had to wait for a movie to come on TV if you were lucky and, yeah. you know, if you yeah. missed it, you missed it. Oh, to that point. Well, you yeah. couldn't even record it. Right. And they were renting. <laughs> yes. There's no such thing. Nothing. The first, I remember the first VHS I watched was Footloose. It was like, wow, we got a VCR now with the wired remote control <laughs> across the room with just playing pause. But, um, you know, I look over at how we have everything at our fingertips and, and today we don't have any discipline. Yeah. And we don't need it because everything's right there. Yeah. Uh, if we want something to eat, we can have fabulous food delivered to our house. Yeah. It wasn't just major magic pizza. Right. <laughs> so you think about financial planning as an example. You think that the the paradigm or the mindset of consumers today coming into, I'm going to say financial readiness or a level of significance within their financial status are demanding that of I, I what I need and what I want. I need it now. So I need a tax preparer. I need, if I have, need a trust need, I want that done now. I want the investment management, insurance, what have you, all needs to be done in, now. I walk in and I need it all done now. Well, and part of the challenge is so many people want to be able to do it at 2 a.m. They want to do it on their schedule. The younger the generation, they don't even want to talk to people. I, I, I laugh when uh, I had the chance to, my wife and I and my son will, have popped out to New Jersey and we spent a little time out there. And her daughters will not order a pizza if they can't text it in. They won't do it. they right, got to call right. up and they talk to a person. call the pizza, does, guy, the pizza Do place. they have that on an app yet, Mom? <laughs> yeah. No. Like, well, uh, next, which one does? I, I'll order it off Grubhub. I'm like, no. Call the place. Order it from Talk to a person. Talk to the person at the pizza place. It's you know? truly fascinating. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, there's this on-demand. But it's real to that point. I and mean, we joke about it. But Oh, it's totally real. It, it is yeah. where we're at. Yeah. And people want that. But one of the things that I'm seeing now is as people get into their early 40s, where they're going now is they start to get a little concerned. Like, I've been planning, I'm planning, but am I in the right place? And that's where they need the comfort of dealing with a true professional. Mm -hmm. They start to look over. They're starting to sense you know, I'm kind of in my career now. Am I really where I need to be? And they need that comfort. They need that behavioral guidance. They need that reassurance and that direction. And and a lot of what I find our, our, ourselves teaching towards now is how do you have the difficult conversations? I, I recall I had a client from my financial firm that was in their 40s. And I, they sold a house on the East Coast and they were moving to a new community. They had 250000 in cash. They, they are grossly underprepared for retirement. And they were going to take the 250 in cash and renovate their new home, which was already still nice. Mm -hmm. said, you know, there's a sacrifice you're going to make by making that renovation. Mm -hmm. You can either invest it towards your retirement or you can find yourself working for another three or four years. Right. And it's not going to cost it. It's going to cost at least that. <clears throat> and so when you have to, it, it's, there's now a new movement that we need to, as financial planners, to help do more than just picking investment, picking insurance products. It's not about just making the recommendations. It's about counseling our clients. And we really have to be behavioral scientists. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. Please subscribe, like, share, leave a comment or review. Be sure to check us out on social media at Optimized Advisor Podcast. Till next time.